talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview. And welcome to this week's episode of the Artist Interview, a podcast from Hope FM, also on our partner stations worldwide. And it's my absolute pleasure as your host, Gordon T, to bring to you some of the very best names from the world of contemporary Christian music. And this week is no exception. We are, of course, over in the States again, but I gotta say, this is a band that I personally really love. They've got some great music, and I'm so looking forward to introducing Josh Havens to you to talk about their journey. Uh, so, of course, the band is The Afters, and this first track from them is called Light Up the Sky. light up the sky by the afters hey josh how you doing hey gordon thanks for having me on man this is awesome it's a real pleasure thank you so much for coming to join us so that track light up the sky uh when when did it come out Ooh, that must have been around 2012 i think 2011 it's a little while ago but i just thought just to just give you a bit of history because i think many of our many of our listeners will recognize it straight away and the the reason is that that track was in uh the hope fm charts for 24 weeks uh, and wow just you know it did get to number one so um wow so we are fans of the afters over here in in the uk that song represents a really pivotal uh, pivotal time in my life it was uh it was after years of touring with the band and we had gone through a season of uh, kind of just wondering if the being away from family, the traveling all the time was worth the toll it was taking on our families. Uh, there was one, one year that we, we traveled over 270 dates and, uh, you know, we were young and we were new to everything and we didn't know how to say no to certain things, I think. And, and, uh, and so there were some years where we were just gone from home a lot. And I remember coming to my church and uh, seeing, uh, seeing friends there from my wife. And none of them knew that, that I was my wife's husband. None of them knew I was my kid's dad. And it felt terrible. I just felt like, wow, I'm, I'm missing out on so much. And, uh, and right before we wrote Loud to Sky, my family, I, we blocked some time. And uh, we, uh, we took a trip to Colorado. And on the way back, uh, there was a car that was crossing over the highway that we were on and he pulled right into us and we ended up having a big collision and our car flipped over. And uh, thankfully we all walked away from that crash, but everybody who walked up all the police and the paramedics, they were, they were shocked to see that everyone wow. survived it. It was, it was pretty horrific crash. But I remember in slow motion as, as the car was turning over, just this, this feeling of, Oh, this is it. This is the end. And I remember when we landed upside down thinking, wait, is, is this what heaven looks like? <laughs> and, uh, and one by one, I started hearing my kids start to cry and I got them out of the car. But when I walked away from that wreck, the world looked a little different. And it start, I started really thinking about life in a different way because um, that could have been it. And, uh, and so the next show that we had was with uh, Casting Crowns. And uh, those guys are just dear friends. And Mark, I was kind of just venting to him about 
we're gone all the time. You know, how can we sustain this? I feel like I'm not being a good dad and a good husband. And that's, that's what I'm called to first and foremost, you know, not, not just my career. And uh, he said, well, I'm, I'm plugged into my church and you just got to tell people no. So we ended up changing so much about the way that we tour. And, and uh, it's almost like when we wanted success the most in those early days and would have done almost anything for it is when it came the hardest. Right. And when we didn't care about success at all, and we said, God, we just want to be faithful to you. We want to be serving in your church. We want to be good husbands and good wives and good friends to the community around us. And uh, we want to just do whatever you want for us. And uh, it was, it was then that God blessed everything the most. And so live the sky was the song that came out of that season uh, it was just that promise and that hope that God gives us, you know, that, that faithfulness that, that he's going to um, make beautiful things come from even the hard hardships in our life. And, and so those years since then have been really awesome. When we reprioritized everything in our life and put God first and family first, I mean, God really did bless everything. And, and, uh, and we've been able to, to be the fathers and husbands that we need to be. Wow, that's that's a great testimony. And I guess when we stop trying to force doors open and let God open the doors, the path is sometimes a little bit easier, isn't it? I think it was Matthew West. Matthew West told me he said he said Mark from Casting Crowns considered himself foremost to be a, a, like a, a youth worker, youth pastor who does music on the side. He's yeah. so committed to his church and the stuff he does. It's, it's fantastic. And, and so he he was inspired. He, he inspired us really because he said that every weekend. Uh, for most of the weekends of the year, they make sure that they're back at church on Sundays. And uh, he, he tries to get back as many Wednesday nights as he can because he leads the youth ministry at his church. And I mean, they play a lot of shows, but they prioritize that. And so we started doing that. And so um, we made a commitment that if, if we can get back, we will, even if it means like driving through the night to get on an airplane, we'll get back to be worshiping with our family. And then we put strict rules about like how many days we'll be out you know, even consecutively. And, and man, it's, it just makes a lot of, and you know, you don't have to be on tour to let things distract you from being plugged into your family. You know, you could, you could have a, a job that pulls you away or, you know, you can, you could have um, all kinds of things could get in the way of, of, of being with, you know, the, the person you're called to be in your family. And so, but you put it, putting that first, man, it's, it's invaluable. Wow. Thank you. I, I'm going to take that as a, a personal uh, encouragement to me to make sure I think about all my priorities. Uh, I hope our listeners do as well. Can we just rewind time a little bit though? Yeah. Because it's 2022 right now. Uh, now you've been basically in the band since I understand a coffee shop in about 2000. Is that right? Yeah. So t- tell us how it all happened. Well, uh, Starbucks coffee shops has a, a big role in our life. Because when I was uh, 16, I was looking for a job and got hired at a Starbucks coffee shop. They were pretty new to the area. Um, and so I started working there. And uh, one of the other guys who worked there was uh, Matt, who's now my guitar player. And so we would open the store together. And uh, it, like I said, Starbucks was new, so they weren't very busy. So there's, there was huge uh, amounts of time, like blocks of hours, where we would hardly have any customers. So we started bringing our guitars to work and we would just pull them out right there in the store and make up songs and customers would come in, we'd sing out their drink orders and, and people just started telling us that we sounded good singing together. So uh, we started writing some songs and uh, I actually met my wife at that same Starbucks. She also worked there. Cool. And she, uh, she was going to a Bible school in town 
and they had a missions conference and they needed a band for the missions conference. So she said, can you guys put together some music for it? So we did. And uh, the response was really good. So we started booking shows around town and people started coming and it just turned into this really cool. We built up a kind of grassroots uh, fan base there and it was in Texas. Cool. But it all started uh, with coffee. There was at one point where all the guys in the band were working at the same Starbucks. And, and we coincidentally all Christians, uh, it just got happened to yes. put you all under the same working roof. Yeah. So you, it's not like you, you said, quick, come and apply for a job here. It just happened to turn up and happened to be musicians. Just happened. Yeah. The drummer that we had, he was a customer there that we met. And uh, he later ended up getting hired at that Starbucks. Uh, the bass player same thing he worked at that starbucks and uh he was also working at a church uh, at the same time and he was a great songwriter and and so uh, yeah we just all became really good friends and and uh i think that's honestly i think that's key to why we've been a band for so long and uh, you know we've been a band since i've this band since i was 17 and so uh, I mean, how young, how young are you now? I'm 41. So that is a good, that is a good length of time to be great friends. Yeah, exactly. So my, Matt, our guitar player, I mean, he and I played music ever since then. We actually went to middle school together too, uh, before that. So I didn't know him from school, not very well, but I, he was a couple years older than me. So I, I knew him from school, but I think the key to why I've been a, a band so long is first and foremost, we're just great friends and we love to just hang out and, uh, Going on tour is kind of like a great excuse to, to be able to hang out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like fun. Just to help us out, right? So Matt, so Matt, Matt's vocals and guitars, his, is, is his surname pronounced Fuqua? Fuqua. Okay. So Fuqua, yeah. That's not Fuqua. Fuqua would be the, the French pronunciation, I guess. Be, yeah, okay. That, that, it sounds kind of jazzy. So, um, uh, and what about Dan? And uh, Dan Estebo? Estebo. Ostabo, you see, Ostabo. I'm glad that I'm clarifying this because otherwise, yeah. further, I would have those slightly wrong. It would be embarrassing, wouldn't it? So thank you for, for correcting me. So, so the three of you are in the band, but when I saw your show um, uh, at the Grove, so well, I, when I saw it, I, I saw it on YouTube. I didn't actually go to, to very, it would have been nice to do that. You should have come out. I, you, I, you forgot to invite me, Josh. So I'm sorry, I, next time. Next time, for sure. So, um, there's, there's a number of musicians up there. So who, who is, you've got you three members of the band. Who are the other people who, yep. are they people you regularly use or session musicians or what's the, what's the gig? Yeah. So here in my community in Arizona, um, I've gotten super plugged into my church, all, all stemming from, you know, those conversations that we had with Mark back in the day. Ever since then, Matt and I have both gotten really plugged into our churches. We uh, help as much as we can with the worship here. And uh, I love writing worship music. I love leading worship. And uh, it's, it's the highlight of my week anytime we're not touring to be leading worship in my church. And, and so I started uh, kind of pouring into some of our younger musicians through the years. And uh, a couple, a bunch of those guys are just guys from our, our community here who have become really good friends and they're really great musicians. And, uh, you know, there, there was times where we thought, oh, we want to bring some more people out. And so instead of going and and auditioning session players, I was like, we've got amazing people right here in my community. Let's just, let's just bring them out. Wow. So, uh, yeah, those are all guys from, uh, from my church here who, uh, I just love them. They're, we do life together and, and they're super talented. What an exciting opportunity as well for them. It's, it's yeah. lovely the way you're opening up that blessing. So that's cool. And we brought them all over, all over the world. And, uh, like our, our front of house sound guy, who's fantastic. He is an amazing sound guy. 
he uh, he he came out of our church community here. Um, uh, the the utility player who kind of plays everything. And he's the guy. He jumps off of stuff, and he's got a lot of energy. But he grew up here in in our church and and came out of this community. Uh, the cellist that you see in there, who's one of the greatest cellists I've ever ever seen. I, I enjoyed watching. He he was great. Yeah, very impressive. Yeah, yeah. Came from this community here, so yeah. But we've taken him all over the world, all the way to Australia, to Scotland, to I mean, all literally all over the world, Cambodia. Wow. Okay, we should. I've got to say, somewhat unusual, really, because lots of the people we speak to basically stay in the US because mm. there's lots of people in the US, there's lots of gigs you can do there. Yeah. Uh, but it's great to hear that you actually go further afield and uh, spread your brilliant music and also the, the good message that you got as well, um, way beyond just the States. You. So you've been to the UK, you were here um, yes. three years ago, something like that. How, how many times have you been here? We've been to the UK, well, we played, um, we played in Edinburgh, we played in Alconbury, we played in Blackpool. So I guess three times. And then a number of times we've come through because we play in uh, the rest of Europe quite a bit. Norway, Belgium, Denmark, Netherlands. And so a lot of times we stop over in London and we make sure that we have enough time to go into London and eat the shoom, which you need to put it on your bucket list. It's it's amazing. It's Indian food. Yep. But I heard it's the top rated restaurant in, in the UK. Oh, yeah. Okay. One sec. I think Ren Collective went there because they were here quite recently. They did a show in Bournemouth and I was chatting to them when they uh-huh. were in London. And I think that that is where they went to eat. So I have a feeling. It's so, amazing. Okay. I, I, I've missed out. Being a Londoner, I should clearly uh, go there. Um, so Absolutely. We, you have we, to make reservations way before because they, they book up or okay. stand in line for hours. Yeah. I, I, I will make it on my bucket list. That's a great one. Worth- Okay, so when are you next coming to the UK? That's a very good question. And I'm not sure. We're trying to figure out, you know, after COVID, international travel has been really tricky. Yeah. We did manage to, we, we had uh, some shows last October in uh, Canada. And then we actually went to Belgium to shoot a music video that's coming out for our new single, uh, Say Goodbye, Say Hello. So that'll be coming out next month. Oh, great. But uh, we just searched for where cheap flights were and we found cheap flights to Belgium. And we went on a town that looked like fairy tale, a fairy tale town. So we actually looked at the Cotswolds. That was one of the options because uh, it kind of looks like a fairy tale. And we ended up uh, finding this little town in Bruges that, that really looks like a fairy tale. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we were a second choice then for the Cotswolds. That's, that's okay. Um, so we would have done, we would have done the Cotswolds if, uh, if the flight had been made more sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they, they aren't necessarily the cheapest. That, that, that's for sure. So, okay. We don't know yet when you're coming back, but you've got, you obviously got some music that's been coming out. You've got videos that you're working on. Um, we've got another track that we want to play from you, but before we come to that track and before you give us the introduction, to it, yeah. I would quite like to know with regards to your Christian walk, obviously you've talked about the fact you're really plugged into church mm-hmm. now, when did you become a Christian? Were you brought up in the church from yeah. a young age and it just slowly crept in on you? Or did you have one of those moments mm-hmm. where you went, no, this, this is it. I've got it now. No, I, I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, my parents actually got saved the day I was born. I was born in a small little town in Wisconsin. And my parents uh, lived on a little farm there. My mom's from the Netherlands and my dad was from Wisconsin. So they ended up uh, moving to a farm there. And the local pastor came out and uh, shared the gospel with them when my mom went into labor. He, he went out and was praying for them. He heard that, that a baby was being born, so he came out and prayed for him. And uh, the first night he came out, my mom gave her life to Jesus. And then uh, it was actually false labor, and I was born two weeks later. 
he came out again and that was when my dad gave his life to Jesus. And then they were just on fire. Wow. Jesus. So, and so I grew up in, in the church and uh, I mean, my, my parents ended up coming to Texas to go to Bible school and that's how I ended up in Texas. But uh, it was when I was in college that I think I really started asking a lot of questions about why I believe what I believe and really got into apologetics. I had a couple of professors who were really challenging uh, a religious, a religion professor who was not a Christian. And that was actually a very valuable experience because it made me want to defend my faith and understand why I believe what I believe, not just because my parents, my family believed it, but because I really believed it and knew it to be true. So that was a pivotal time in my life. Great. So when, when music was coming out, it was quite natural for you to sing about the stuff of God. I always felt like we, we get such a short time in this world and uh, God gives us gifts, right? We all have, have gifts that he gave us to use and, and, uh, and whatever we do, we can do it to the glory of God. So when I worked in a coffee shop, I thought I can do, I can make lattes. And I, I felt like a missionary there, to be honest. And people would come in and we'd have conversations. And even though I was just working at a coffee shop, you know, I, I would get close enough to people that I would be able to talk about faith. And, and I think that no matter what we did, if, if I was a dentist, I'd be a uh, a, a Christian dentist, you know, that my faith would, would shine through in my work in some way, you know, and because we do music, our faith is so much a part of who we are that, that it comes out in our songs. And, but, uh, but we can, we can live out our faith no matter what we do for God. Brilliant. So one, one, one thing in our family, um, you know, because we all grew up in a Christian home, you know, I have, I have an older brother and sister who um, went through a season in, after their high school years where they, my brother got into drugs um, for about 10 years, he was on meth. Um, my sister left the faith. Uh, she, she wanted to be Indiana Jones. So she went off to become an archeologist and ended up moving to Israel. And over the course of that, um, left, left her Christian faith. And, uh, she, I remember anytime we would get together, she would just debate, uh, why the Bible wasn't true. Why it was just stories and legends and, and, uh, why we were all foolish for believing it. And, uh, and God did some amazing things in our family. Like it, yeah, I really learned a lot about, my, my parents would say, you, you can never give up praying for the people that you love because God's God is faithful and we believe he's going to bring them back. And so my mom, when my, when my brother was going through his drug thing, she made sure that we were all praying for him. And, and it was really a really hard season. But he ultimately did um, turn his life around and uh, he's, he's now clean and overcome his addiction and he's living for the Lord. My sister, her story is incredible because, um, you know, she she was she was really lost, and um, she went through a season where things got really hard for her family, some really difficult personal things. And my dad, he was uh, he had cancer and was battling cancer, and uh, before he passed away in two thousand three he gave her his Bible that had all of his notes and highlighted passages in it and said, I know this doesn't mean anything to you now, but I pray that someday it does. And she just put it on her bookshelf and it just sat there for the next 10 years. And uh, when she went through this really difficult season uh, with her family, she started having these dreams. And she said that someone who looked like Jesus showed up in her dream and was saying, follow me. And so uh, these dreams were so vivid that it would wake her up. And there was one night she woke up and she walked into her living room. And uh, for the first time since my dad gave it to her, she went and picked up the Bible and opened it up 
And there was a scripture that, that spoke exactly to what she was going through right then. And so uh, for, she said for the next couple of nights, she kept waking up and she kept going back to the Bible. And there was another word for her. And I actually got a phone call from her. It was the middle of the night uh, for where she was in, in the Netherlands. And she said, Josh, you're going to think I'm crazy, but I think that Jesus is pursuing me. And I want, I want, I want to give my life to Jesus. And I prayed with her right there on the phone. She gave her life to Jesus. Three months later, she flew out to Arizona and I got to baptize my sister. And uh, she's since been just on fire for Jesus. And they, uh, she, she's married to an Israeli. And so they actually moved to Israel last September and they started a ministry to reach out to people in the science community and the archaeology community. And uh, he's, he also gave his life to Jesus. He grew up, he's Jewish, uh, a Sabra Jew actually born there in Israel. And he, uh, gave his life to Jesus as well. And so it's, it's cool to see how God can do that. But the part of that story that I love so much is that like my dad was faithful in, in doing what he knew he had to do, even though he never got to see the fruit of it. Right. He, he gave in faith, gave his Bible to my, my sister and he never got to see what happened, but, uh, but God was faithful in all that. And even all those years later. So Never give up on your kids. Never give up on, you know, people who you know who are lost. Just keep praying for them and, and don't be afraid to, to step out in faith and, and do things like give them scripture or, you know, give them encouragement, give them a good word. I bet that Bible is absolutely treasured by her now. And what an amazing absolutely. story yeah. of Jesus breaking yeah. in in dreams as well. Uh, I absolutely love it. Thank you so much for sharing uh, something from within mm -hmm. your family, Josh, that is just a, a really powerful thing. And I've heard other people talk about uh, God coming in dreams and revealing things and uh, just the impact that that can have. But what a joy uh, for you to get to baptize her as well. It was so special. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned being half Dutch. So are, are you fluent in, in yeah. Dutch? Uh, I can understand a lot of Dutch. Uh, actually, I have dual citizenship. So I have Dutch citizenship as well. But uh, okay. I, can, I can get by if I go there, I can order in restaurants. The problem is the Dutch people speak such good English that you don't have to use Dutch. No, no. Goedemiddag, verder om weer te zien. Oh, heel goed. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to work for a Dutch company, but the problem was they all spoke English and would never speak Dutch. So, oh, And they all they, watched the BBC over there as well, which is a bit do. unfair because because they can watch it without paying for a TV license, whereas here we all have to pay to watch it. So oh, there no, you go. <laughs> yeah, naughty. Not so anyway, but we love we love the Dutch, so that's okay. So, okay, this next song that we've got to play from you is, is called Well Done. Mm. Do you want to tell us the history to Well Done? How did that come about? What's the heart behind it and the meaning? Yeah, you know, well, I was, I was thinking about the people who made the biggest impact in my life. And, uh, you know, I, I thought of my dad. You know, I was really close to my dad. And uh, he left this world way too, way too soon. But he made a big impact while he was here. Uh, I think about our first manager. His name was David Lipscomb. And this was a guy who just loved people everywhere he went. And at his funeral, all the stories were about, you know, how generous he was, how loving he was, how he just lived for Jesus. This guy loved Jesus. I remember thinking, man, that's, that's a life well lived. You know, when I was just having this conversation with my son, I was an 18 year old, and he's been kind of having all these existential thoughts and, and talking a lot about life and what it means. And he was like, Dad, when you're at your when you when you have a funeral, nobody's going to be like, oh, you, you had a really awesome sports car. This guy, this guy had the best sports car. And they're going to be like, man, he had a really beautiful house or he made a lot of money. I'm I'm so happy for him that he made a lot of money in his life. 
No, the things that people remember are, he was a really good friend to me. You know, he showed up when I needed him. You know, they, they, that person blessed me when I was, when I was really struggling. Um, those are the stories that, that matter. When, when we are living out Jesus to others. And, uh, and so I started writing the song and I got really stuck. And then uh, Billy Graham passed away and I was watching the news. And we do a lot of stuff with the Billy Graham organization. I've, I've become really close to his grandson, Will. Uh, but Billy Graham, his, his messages were being aired on the news, like gospel messages. Wow. And I was thinking about all the people who are going to be in heaven because they heard him share the gospel. And I thought, man, that's the kind of person I want to be. Somebody that can't stop talking about Jesus. And, uh, you know, if we get to heaven and it's really busy and crowded and traffic is, is really horrible, we can blame people like Billy Graham, right? Because they told so many people. But that's the kind of person I want to be. And so I ended up finish, finishing writing that song that day. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's about living this life well and the things that are important in this life. Because someday we will leave this world and all the pain of it and all the hurt and all the, the mess that comes with this life. And we're going to go to this place that, that Jesus prepared for us that it's going to be perfect. And, uh, you know, I, I hope to hear those words from our Savior, you know, well done. Well done, well done, a good and faithful one. Welcome to the place where you belong. Well done, well done, my beloved child. You have run the race and now you're That was well done by The Afters. Uh, I'm so pleased that Joshua Havens is still with us for the artist interview here on Hope FM. Josh, thanks so much for all you shared so far, uh, your encouraging words uh, and the beautiful music. It'd be great if you're happy to, to pray for the listeners right now. Absolutely. Lord, I just pray for everyone listening right now on Hope FM. And uh, just thank you for what a good and faithful God you are. And thank you that you care about uh, the things that are going on in our lives, Lord, you know the struggles that we have and uh, you know the joys that we experience and uh, you're the reason for all those things. Uh, but Lord, I pray right now, especially for, for anyone who's listening, who, uh, who's struggling with anything in life right now. Lord, I pray that uh, you would just intervene, Lord. I pray for, for anyone who's sick that needs healing, Lord. We pray, we know that you are uh, a miraculous God who can heal and we pray for that healing right now. Lord, I pray for... Uh, Anyone who's struggling with, with family issues, uh, broken marriages, uh, prodigal children, Lord, we know that you can bring those things back together. And so I just pray over that in the name of Jesus right now and ask for you to heal families. Uh, anyone who's struggling with uh, work or, or financially, Lord, we know that you're the God who provides and we ask for you to, to bring provision. And uh, Lord, I pray for anyone struggling in their faith. Lord, these, uh, these last couple of years have been so hard in so many ways. And a lot of us have, uh, have been through some, some mental health struggles, and, and maybe some of us are even struggling with, with why we're in this world and, and uh, even questioning uh, our faith. And Lord, I pray that you would just give us faith, Lord. Show us how real you are. Uh, I pray for you to strengthen that in uh, anyone who's listening right now. And we just, again, thank you for, for how good you are. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Josh. Uh, and if you are someone who's just looking into faith, maybe for the first time and you haven't got a church of your own, just encourage you to get along to www.findachurch.co.uk because there are so many churches that would love to welcome you and help you find out more about God's amazing love. And if you're listening on one of our partner stations worldwide, just contact the station and say, can you recommend a really good church to me? Because I know that they'd love to help you get connected. Mm. Gosh, thanks for all you shared so far. Thanks for your prayer just then, my friend. Um, Man, that right there, getting connected in church is a life changer. It is. It's a life changer. Having that community, it's a life changer. Well, what a recommendation. I've got to say, I couldn't agree more with you. But um, listeners, you heard it there from Josh Havens. So do get along to church. And also, you know, for some people as well, the, the pandemic's uh, been a hard time and it's taken you out of possibly mm -hmm. the routine of being in church being a family it's broken that connection and if you've maybe been thinking ah oh, i haven't been back along to church since all the lockdowns etc just want to encourage you now's a, a good time to start re-exploring uh, those possibilities and find out which churches are open which ones are running in a safe way that you're happy to attend uh, and get back into fellowship and alongside other people who can encourage you as you uh, connect back with god good. right okay so what about this coming season what has got god got for you well i'm i'm excited for what's ahead this year we've been working on a lot of new music uh we have a new single that's coming out uh we just filmed a, a, a music video for it that'll be coming out uh very soon. Uh, yeah, we're, we're hitting the road, uh, actually playing shows again. You know, these last couple of years, it's been a season of watching show after show get canceled because of all the COVID restrictions. And uh, so it's, uh, it's been exciting to see things opening up again, because, man, there's nothing like being with people and having community and, and uh, you know, doing, doing live streams uh, isn't quite the same <laughs> as being with people and the energy of I mean, so we're excited to to do more uh, touring and and uh, and more live shows and yeah. And there's a you know I, I do a lot of uh, artist development too here in our community and uh, it's cool. There's a, an artist who I've been working with for the last couple of years. Her name's Katie Nicole, and she has a song that's just hit blowing up right now in the states. Uh, but we'll be doing some some stuff there too. But she's. Uh, I just love I love seeing new artists come up. So that's been a passion that I have is, is releasing music with uh, with other younger artists. T tell me the name of that artist again. Katie, Katie Nicole. Well, what's the song called? Uh, In Jesus' name, God of Possible. In Jesus' name, God of Possible. Yeah, it's wonderful as well when you can use the gifting experience you've got to help those people come through who God is opening up opportunities for because of who you are and the connections you have um, mm. and the skill set as well. So um, mm. what a wonderful way to be able to nurture and see more people uh, be able to use their gifting to glorify God. I'm looking forward to listening to that song. So, okay. Um, so nurturing people, touring, uh, new music. So mm. in fact, you, so you got an album, you had a li live album out last year, didn't you? 2021. Yeah. So which, which, which is a great album. And it's also worth popping on to, to YouTube to have a little look as well. Cause it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun show. Um, uh, but what about things that perhaps aren't so central to your music stuff that you feel God's calling you into? What, what are the things you're going to be prioritizing in the next, well, 24 months? Mm, well, I have a son who's graduating high school. And so, uh, so what, what age is graduating high school? He's 18. Okay. 18. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, uh, figuring out what's next and, uh, he's going to be coming on the road with us and doing some audio, uh, stuff. And he's, uh, he's really into production and audio 
the audio side of music. So that's been fun to navigate. It's also really hard to wrap my head around one of my kids is graduating high school. Like that's, uh, it's just, it's hard to comprehend. <laughs> I've, I've got, I've got a son the same age, exactly the same period. Just he's about he's about to head off to to university. So um, it's a crazy moment, isn't it? So you're so excited for them. You want that for them, and it's also there's, it's bittersweet too because uh, you know they'll be leaving the house, and and so it's definitely a bittersweet time. But it's cool to see them grow into adults, grow into the person yeah. who they are. And uh, Matt, uh, our guitar player, Matt, his uh, he has a daughter who's also uh, graduating in May. So it's uh, that's an exciting, exciting time for our our afters family. Wow, it really does feel like a family, doesn't it? From what you're saying, it is. We're 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 all so close. Our wives are close. Our our kids just love each other. It's uh, it is a good. Like I said, I think that's why we've been a band for so long. Because um, even through the ups and downs of being a band, because with a band, I mean, there's seasons where you have a hit song and everything's going well and. And, uh, and then there's seasons where it might not be as good. And then, you know, if you, if you stick through it, then you're going to have another hit song. And then if you, you know, and so I think the thing that's really kept us together is, is that brotherhood that we have. It's, it's like a family. Wow. Oh, I love it. They're really, really, really encouraging. And over a really long, long period. It's, over a it's, really long time. Then yeah, you're still smiling. So I've got to say that credit to all of you guys. Um, thinking about the Bible for a second, but what's your favorite Bible story and why? Oh, that's a good question. I like that. You know, I've, I've always really liked in Matthew, um, Matthew 5, 13, where we're called to be the light of the world. That was a, a kind of a life verse for me um, because I think about carrying the light of Jesus. And if you share that in the darkest places, like if you, if you have a completely darked out room, and you have one candle and we do this like Christmas Eve at my church. And you probably, you, you've probably done this before at church, but you know, you, you, you spread the light and before you know it, the whole room is lit up. And I just love how that verse shows that we can change the world by sharing the light of Jesus. We can, we can brighten up even the darkest places of our planet by sharing the light and the love of Jesus. Yeah. So uh, for me, Matthew, Matthew 5, 13 has always been a, a real big life verse. Yeah, in fact, one of my favorite verses is indeed, um, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. So it's great. Ooh, so good. Love it. Yeah, the light of Jesus just can come into any situation. So in fact, I just want to say when you prayed, you, you, you prayed for numbers of things. And I just want to say if you're a listener and you're thinking that bit in that prayer, that, that sounds like me. I just want to encourage you, God is coming after you in a good way and his hand of love and favor and grace is towards you. So if that prayer just resonates just a little bit with you, I just want you to know God's not blind to you. God's not ignoring you. Uh, God's heart is for you and it's good. The other part of that verse uh, in Matthew 5, he says, you know, you're the salt of the earth. And so that was something that really, I was like, salt of the earth, what does that mean? You know, like salt on a crop like that, you can't grow, but uh, what, what they would use salt for back in the time of Jesus, you know, they didn't have refrigeration and electricity. They would use salt to preserve their, their foods like meat and stuff to keep it from spoiling. And it was also used as a flavoring. Uh, you, you could flavor your food with it too. So if you think of it, we are the salt of the earth. We are flavoring and preserving this world for Jesus. I just, I just love that. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be in a band. You don't have to be on the radio. Like, Whatever you do for your job, you can you can live for Jesus right there. Absolutely, my, my top actually you can't see, but it does say salt 
uh, across there uh, oh, uh, and, and the salt is standing on the rock so um so uh, so it's actually salt rock which is not a christian brand but i've made it christian now so there we go yeah, that makes sense. um so yeah yeah um to- totally right you know god's god's calling on us is for us to be people who change uh, the world so and sometimes just changing it one person at a time one kindness at a time mm-hmm. one just reaching out your hand of, of love to make a difference to the person around you so um so god calls some of us to amazing things but even that can be amazing to the person that we interact with can't it mm-hmm. and especially right now the way the world has been these past couple of years i don't know if you've noticed this over there we i've definitely seen this here especially traveling and seeing a lot of people out and about i feel like the last couple of years with people being more isolated staying home there there's a sense of testiness that i that i feel there's i don't know there's there's a tension um that that i see when when people are out and uh, it's almost like we haven't fully learned how to be around people again. And, uh, and I think the more we can interact with love, you know, eat, I, Jesus tells us to love even our enemies, you know, to love those who hate us. And, and, uh, and I think the more that we can be that in the world, uh, the more we're going to bring into the world what it really needs. You know, the world, the world needs Jesus more than anything. That, that's what I kept thinking all through this pandemic when all these things were happening and, and, uh, Every day was like, what is happening to our world, right? It started with toilet paper not being in stores. And then, you know, one thing after another, uh, it was just such a chaotic couple of years. But what the world needs more than anything is is Jesus. And uh, we're the ones who can bring Jesus to the world. And obviously, you have a slightly bigger platform than than the average person but it only takes you talking to one person to be able to change that person's life mm. out of interest how many people do you think you've played in front of oh wow Ooh, i need to do the math on that i'm not sure because we, we've been a band for since what, 2017 i'd have to i have to do the math. It's, it's many thousands i mean we've had shows where we played for fifty thousand. i think there was a show in missouri where it was a hundred thousand people okay we did a thing in cambodia that was like fifty thousand people so those are big shows yeah exactly but every time we do every time we do i always think man what a what a a privilege and an honor it is to be able to have a voice in front of so many people so we always try to make sure that no matter where we are if we're in a foreign country and i can't speak the language i make sure i have a translator who can at least translate part of what i say and we just want people to know that like nothing has changed my life more than having jesus the center of it and uh, and he can he can change your life too you know and and knowing that that his love and grace and forgiveness is is there for for anybody and you can live in that freedom that's something we we don't want anybody to come to a show and walk away not knowing that and are there maybe some stories from where you've encountered and chat with individuals at shows that have just really touched you yeah um and one that comes to mind right off the bat was uh we played a show and had a signing line afterwards. And there was a, uh, a man who I saw letting everyone else go in front of him. And he was there with the young daughter. I think she was probably about five. And uh, he said that, uh, so finally all, everyone went through the line and he waited to the very end. He walks up and he says, I need, I need to share my story with you. He said, uh, I was in the service uh, and I served in Afghanistan and went through uh, a lot of trauma. He said, I lost a lot of my good friends, um, saw some really horrific things. And when I came back, I had PTSD really bad and uh, had actually planned to take my own life. 
And he said that he was in the process of actually going through uh, taking his life when he said he didn't even know where it was coming from, but music came on and it was on some radio or something. And he, it was our song, Broken Hallelujah. that was playing and it stopped him in his tracks. And instead of uh, taking his life that day, he went to uh, go get help. And, uh, and so that day he brought his daughter, his five-year-old daughter. And he said that when we played that song in the set that day, he looked down and his five-year-old girl had her hands raised as high as she could get them. And she was just singing every word. And he was like, if God hadn't used that song on a radio station at exactly that right moment to save my life, I wouldn't be here to watch my little girl just praising God to that very same song. So I thought, man, that's full circle right there. You can see how God uses all those things. That is so beautiful. What an amazing thing for you know to know that one of your songs literally uh, saved someone's life uh, and uh, how great that he came along to share that with you as well. What, what a story and how sad it was in that place, but how fantastic. It shows the power of music, mm. shows how God can move through the lyrics of a song. So um, I think that's beautiful. Thanks so much for sharing that, Josh. Um, uh, not everything can always go right, though, when you're on tour, I suppose. Are there some stories of where fun, maybe funny things have happened, but uh, gone a bit wrong, but then God's put them right? Oh, yeah. We, uh, I mean, we've had, we've had bus breakdowns and I mean, there's a lot of bad, th a lot of things can go wrong on tour too. Uh, we had one time in the early days when we were in the van and trailer, we were going through a, a, a big winter storm and our whole van and trailer ended up spinning around and we ended up stranded in the mountains in the middle of the night and, you know, things like that. Uh, but the, touring is an adventure, but I always remind my guys this, even on the worst day of touring, when, you know, you have a blowout and you're stuck on the side of the road or you're missing flights or whatever it is, we're still living somebody's dream, right? Was, somebody else would be happy to step in your shoes. So even on the worst days, I feel so just blessed and lucky to do it. But uh, yeah, there's, it's definitely an adventure out there. Well, I sounds like you're living it well. So, um, so that's. We once had, there was one night we got pulled over by the, uh, the police. Uh, I think there was a tail light that was out on our, uh, our bus trailer. And so the officer, I'm sure he thought, oh, it's a band. So he actually called the search docs. And he said, do you mind if we search the bus? And I'm, I, you know, he didn't know that we were a Christian band. And uh, <laughs> he just thought, oh, a bunch of band guys. I'm probably going to find some stuff on this bus. So he, uh, he ended up coming on the bus and they had the dogs, you know, search and sniff. And obviously everything was clear. And, uh, and then later on at the show, the next day, we're loading in. And that police officer was assigned to our stage. Oh, how yeah. cool is that? So we got to. Hey, you pulled us over yesterday and searched with the dogs. He said, I was sure we were going to find drugs or something. Yeah. You know, you're, a, you're a rock band. And uh, I said, no, we're going to be singing about Jesus today. <laughs> oh, well, it's great. And you got to hear it as well. So can't you? Yeah, and you got to hear it. So nice. Yeah, I like that. In fact, I had a situation like that. So when I was probably 18, 19, um, I was at youth group one evening and I felt that I should afterwards go and see a specific friend and just go and talk to him about God. So, um, so I went around to this friend's house after this youth group finished about 9.30, went around to this friend's house, was chatting there till about one in the morning. Anyway, afterwards I went back to my car, turned the keys in the ignition, but rather than turning, they literally, rather than it starting, they just went round and round. It was a really old, it was a 
it's something called a Skoda. I don't know if you know them it's from Czechoslovakia. Oh, I've heard of those. Yes. Oh, good cars in the day. Anyway, so I put the key, put the key in, and it, and it, and, the, and it just turned around, around. It wouldn't start. I was like, what on earth? So, but I, I, I'm quite handy. So I had a toolkit. So I, I took off the dashboard and managed to find out what the problem was. So I had the ignition block hanging down and then put the key into the ignition block and, and using a screwdriver and the key, I was able to get the car started, which was great. Except, right, I was then driving my car, it's now like one in the morning, and the police decide to pull me over. No reason <laughs> why, except I look a bit suspicious because I'm a young guy out at night and I don't know. So they pull, they pull me over, definitely wasn't speeding. If anything, I got pulled over because I was doing 30, which was the speed limit, which probably looks suspicious. So they pulled me over, they slam the badges on the windows, they're like full on, think that they've got someone. And of course, the dashboard is hanging off. I've got a screwdriver in the ignition I'm there. I'm like, man, this doesn't look good, does it? So anyway, so so they go, whose car's this? They're like, get out the car, all of it. And I go, I go, it's it's my car. It's just it's broken. That's why I had to do that. Anyway, they didn't believe me at all, and they were like, okay, well you're you're coming to the station. And um, and the 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 other policeman on the other side of the car, he goes, what's in your glove compartment? And I said, honestly, I've just come from church. Then I was talking to a friend. The only thing that's in there is my Bible. And he opened it up and there was my Bible. And he said, I think you're telling the truth. I, I, yeah. I so, and, and because they of my Bible, wow. they, did, they did then let me off because they decided it, it was such a crazy story <laughs> that, that they just believed me. So it was oh, great. Man. So Good they, thing you they had were quite Bible. nice after that. Good thing. Anyway, so, so yeah. So, Always have your it was, Bible. Yeah. Always have your Bible with you. That's my advice. So yeah, yeah. You know, I remember. So I, I, my most embarrassing moment was at a, a show that we had in Kansas, and it was actually hosted on the premises of zoo. And so, uh, as we're setting up, we're hearing like lions roaring and you know elephants in the background, and and so they had this amphitheater at the zoo and that's where we're playing. I heard that I actually had to sedate some of the animals so they didn't get stressed during the concert, you know, with the loud music. But uh, in the middle of the show, I, I went off into the crowd and, you know, I'm high-fiving people and singing out in the crowd and having a moment with the people. And then I go back to the stage and as I step up onto the speakers to get back on stage, my pants rip down the oh. front from the zipper all the way down to my knee. That isn't all the way. Good. We're halfway through, and the next, the next, uh, the next song we're playing. I'm on the piano, which is right at the front of the stage, and I see all these like youth and, and you know young people who are at the front of the stage right there. I'm like, what am I gonna do? Oh no! I, like, I'm just processing. I can't sit down. I can't do this. Like, I'm gonna scare the kids, and and uh, and so I turned to our drummer just real quick. I was like, I showed him what happened. And he threw me duct tape, black duct tape, and I taped up my leg and made it through. But it was a, it was a moment of panic and horror. I was like, oh no, I'm about to end up on some viral, yeah. viral YouTube videos, some TikTok or something. So that 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 is that is definitely not good. But duct tape, we now know, can repair trousers. Just to translate from the US, rip your trousers. Trousers, yeah, that's that is a, an awesome moment and a, and a great solution. So so the show must go on, as they say. The show must go on. So I was thinking, what? Yeah, this is going to be a catastrophe. <laughs> I'll get cancelled. Yeah, yeah. The law's provision duct tape. It, it, it works for the everything. The law provided. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
That's fantastic. Okay, so um, with regards to influences, who who really have you appreciated? Who's inputted into you or music that you've just gone? This is what I'd like to be like. Mm. Well, in our early days, uh, we got signed because of uh, Bart Millard and the Mercy Me guys. They were uh, also from North Texas, where we were, and uh, we played shows when they were just a local band, and we were just a local band. We used to play shows back together, but Bart was always a big encourager. Of us, so when they got signed and actually Imagine came out, he came to us and he said, "Hey, we we would love for you guys to sign to our our record label." And so we've we've been there ever since. But Bart's been just a huge uh, resource of, um, you know, they they were kind of before us, and so he had so much wisdom and kind of poured into us a lot of a lot of industry help and um, yeah. So those guys have always been big influencers in our life, big encouragers. A guy named Jeff Moore. I don't, you know, Jeff Moore in the distance. You remember them? No, I don't. Old school Christian music. He had a couple songs that did really well in Christian music, probably back in the eighties. But he, uh, he was somebody who, again, just poured into our lives. And I think as an artist, it's so valuable to have that. Stephen Chris Chapman is another guy who's poured a lot into us through the years. Um, I've always looked up to to him a lot. Yeah, because he. He does it really well. He's the real deal. Yeah, yeah. I love his track, Fingerprints of God. Great track. So <laughs> love, lovely guy, really good lyrics. So oh, that's that's amazing to have had those people. And if you could maybe do, say, a, a duet with one artist who's current, who would it be? Oh, Katie Nicole. I want to do, we're, we're, we're going to do a duet together sometime. She's that new artist I was telling you about, and she's amazing. So. <laughs> it's a good plug. Yeah. If not her, if not her, my dream has always been i'm a huge michael Louis smith fan i grew up on his music he was the reason i wanted to start a band in the first place um when i went to his concert when i was a kid i went eight hours early and uh i, I played piano at the time and I, I went when he pulled up and ran up and got his autograph with my, my buddies my friends and then uh, i told him someday i'm going to open for you <laughs> Wow. And I was probably like 11, I was 11 years old at the time. And uh, I remember seeing his show and thinking, wow, you can play piano and have an amazing time doing it and do good and, and share, share Jesus with the world. And so uh, that, that really inspired me to want to do music. And so I, since then we have played shows with him and I told him that story. I was like, I told you that someday I was going to open for you. And <laughs> that is so cool. Wow. I love that. Yeah. That's fantastic. But he was always so, so gracious. And, and what's the worship that you're currently listening to? Because obviously uh, there's so many stuff, so many things around at the moment. It's, it's, uh, it's great to get recommendations. So what, what are you listening to? Well, this week I've had on the new Elevation. I actually like that. There's a new song, Same God, that's, uh, that's really good. Uh, songs that I love leading. Egypt. Have you heard the song Egypt? I love leading that right now. Yeah. Too Good to Not Believe from Cody Carnes. Uh, and Brandon Lake, so good. Uh, yeah, that's been some of my favorites here recently. The new Maverick City, it's so good. Maverick City, great stuff. Yeah, yeah. So is there, is there one song that you particularly wish you had written? A song I wish I had written? Yeah. You know, I wish I had written I Can Only Imagine. Yeah, yeah, that is quite a good song. Here's why. Here's why, because... It's this, I've always thought the kind of our mission statement has always been writing songs for moments in people's lives. Um, because when we remember moments 
if there's a song attached to it, it brings back so much of the feeling. It's very nostalgic, right? So you remember the song that you walked down the aisle to at your wedding. You remember, you know, the song that was playing, you know, when your when your kid was. I remember the song that was playing when my my son was born. You know, um, which was a Keen song, actually. <laughs> From a, that's a British band. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but we always wanted to write songs for that were kind of like soundtracks for moments of people's lives, and uh, and so I think I can only imagine is a perfect example of that. That it became a defining song for so many people's moments, right? Whether it was a funeral or whether it was a special moment, you know, it was it became this defining song like that, a life song. Well, I, I hope it's okay for me to say this. And I'm definitely not just saying it is definitely the case. When I was listening to Well Done earlier on, mm-hmm. uh, I, and I was, I've, I've had it on repeat uh, before this interview for quite a while. And I was, I was thinking, you know what? This has the same sort of feel to me as I can only imagine. Mm. I just thought it's so beautiful, Well Done. And, uh, and I, I thought, what an encouragement about, mm. about heaven. So, so just I hope that helps yeah. you by me <laughs> sharing that. I also wish I'd written uh, OK Computer that whole album from Radiohead. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, so you, you didn't though, did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> Sadly not. <laughs> Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music, this is the Hope FM Artist Interview. I don't think I told you this earlier on when I mentioned the charts, and I, I should have done. Um, I'm just whizzing back in time here, but so since 2008, um, your music has been in our charts for a total of 157 weeks which actually is wow. almost dead on exactly three years in our charts. So, um, wow. so and you, you've had five, That's five incredible. tracks have been in the top 10. So um, you've, it's just been fantastic. Wow. So I think, I think you had 10, 10 tracks in the That's top 20 incredible. off the top of my head, but I could be wrong. Something like that. So we love, we love your music. That's awesome. Grateful for it. Thank you. And you, you've, you've won, is it, is it, you've had eight nominations for the Doves and three wins? Yes. Correct. And that's pretty cool as well. Thank so, um, so, so well respected in so many areas. We've got one more track to play from you, haven't we? Um, so this, yeah, this track something is new. Something new. Say, say goodbye. Say hello. Tell us about that song. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, coming out of these last couple of years, we wanted a song that, that felt good, that felt encouraging, that felt, you know, that had a lot of energy to it. Um, but I wanted to say something meaningful. And so we started really thinking through, um, man, what, what's these last couple of years been like? And there's been a lot of people who have struggled with loneliness, struggled with, uh, mental health things, you know, anxiety, depression's been at all time high. Um, in our community, we've had so many kids, even in high school, uh, committing suicide, things like that. And, uh, and it's all, a lot of, the things that bring people to that place is based on lies. You know, it's lies that we start to believe about ourselves that, that, you know, we, we are not enough, you know, that we shouldn't live that we, you know, there's, there's lies that we start with that. I'm not, that I'm not beautiful, that I'm not wanted, that I, I don't belong. And, uh, and it's lies that, that the enemy puts in our head, but it's not what God thinks about us. And so uh, my wife, actually, she, she brought up a question. She said, what are things that we could do now? that future us would thank us and be grateful that we did. And I was like, man, what a, what a cool way to live life. That's a good question to have as like, what are some things I could do right now? And I know I don't want my past to 
like the, ba- the, the hurts of my past. I don't want that to, to create my future. You know, I want, uh, I want a future that's built on hope and, and God's promise, you know, not the trauma or the hurts or the, the, the struggles or the mistakes of the past. And so say goodbye is really about letting go of all those things, the things that drag us down, the things that keep us from being who God wants us to be, the things that bring anxiety and fear and depression and, and just saying goodbye to those things and stepping into the, the freedom that God has for us. Well, I've got to say it's absolutely fantastic track. I think the lyrics are great. Really talking to us about Thank you. walking into our, our identities in Christ and leaving behind the rubbish that the enemy speaks over us and the world speaks over us. Believe that. God believes that. I mean, if, if we read what God says about us, I mean, God loves his children. God, God thinks that you're, I always tell my kids this, God thinks you're amazing. God thinks you're beautiful. You know, God, God wants to spend time with you and you'll always be enough. You know, you're always forgiven. You don't need to have shame over anything because you're all like God, while well, he washes all that away. And so even, even the hurts that we have, the pain of the past, like that doesn't define who we are. You know, our, our biggest mistakes, no matter how big it is, that doesn't define who we are. And, uh, and we can be completely new in Jesus. Thank you so much, Josh Havens from The Afters, for joining us for the Artist Interview on Hope FM. So appreciate everything you shared, Josh. God bless you. Thanks so much. It is a pleasure. And this is your track. Say goodbye. Say hello. Bless you, Gordon. Thank you. And that was Say Goodbye, Say Hello by The Afters. And thanks so very much to Josh Havens for joining us here on Hope FM for the artist interview. I'm your host, Gordon T. It's been an absolute honor to spend time with you today and with all the artists that spend time with us. God bless you. Bye-bye. Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM artist interview.